Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Reimagined Radio. Real talk, real life, real magic. Bad mood. 
And I allow myself to roll with that because I'm giving myself a physical excuse. I'm tired. Feeling right? I mean, yeah, sometimes we're legitimately physically tired. But I'm tired as a mood is one place that I can get, like, sucked into a swirling toilet bowl of kind of bad mood. Like I said, a lot of people do this with I'm too busy, I'm really busy, the same sort of thing. I mean, it's it's sneaky because it doesn't really present as bad mood, but it sure feels like that because it is low energy or anxious energy and it just sort of drains your joy. That tendency to get sucked into that I'm tired or I'm too busy vortex, that's not the kind of vortex we want to be pointing towards. And that is one place where I often get get myself in a groove of a attitude of bad mood where I can let that roll without catching myself and correcting it because I feel like it's true. I mean, I think the second way that I can get caught in a really bad mood sort of cycle is just that, feeling like it's true, like really paying way too much attention to reality. You know, excusing my bad mood because the thing that's got me riled is real, quote, real, right? That addiction to reality, particularly when you're pointed in a direction that you don't like, is an easy way to get stuck in a funk and let it roll. Just ride with that into infinity. But the reality of it is that it doesn't matter if it's true, right? Like, it can very well be true. And we still don't have to necessarily feed it. The other reality about the truth is, oftentimes we don't see the truth objectively. We don't really know what it is. I mean, I had a friend who sent me an email a couple of days ago where she was absolutely convinced that her boyfriend was breaking up with her. And when I read the email, I was absolutely convinced that he was talking about potentially moving in together, like two very different viewpoints. But in her world, what she was reading was like the Dear Jane letter, right? Reality is tricky. It is rarely like, it's rarely pure, right? Everybody's perspective on reality is different everybody's perspective on experience is different. We can share an experience and see it two different ways. And reality is extremely fluid based on viewpoint. So getting stuck in that addiction of reality doesn't even make sense because of how fluid it is. But even if you really are convinced it's true, you still get to decide on how much you want to focus on it or how you're going to label that thing you're focused on as good or bad. So, I mean, the first one, My bad mood ticket is being I'm tired, sort of that low-level thing. Second one being addicted to reality and, you know, sort of living out and uh, indulging in that addiction to reality when I'm pointed at a reality that I don't like. And the third one for me is irritation. I can milk myself some irritation. And irritation feels good initially because it's almost like you have to know you're right to be irritated with someone else. So you get that little boost of, hmm, I'm better than that thing over there or that person over there that's irritating me. But, yeah, man, irritation can feel good to start and it's going to 
zap your mood because when, you know, again, focus, right? You focus on something that irritates you. The next thing you know, reality, quote, reality, right, is going to deliver you something else irritating to look at and deliver you something else irritating to look at. That point of focus of irritation is going to, like, drag you down the rabbit hole. And those are really my big three things. Irritation, addiction to reality, and allowing myself sort of these low-level states like I'm too tired and I'm too busy. And everybody kind of has their own poison when it comes to a bad mood. But like I said, the reality of like indulging yourself in a bad mood, allowing that bad mood unchecked, is that that is going to create some stuff for you that you're not going to want. And that momentum builds sometimes way faster than we think it's going to. I mean, that momentum can be really, really hard to turn around. I mean, the best way or the best time to solve a problem is before you ever even created it. And one of the easiest ways to start creating a lot of problems in your life is by swimming in a bad mood for the satisfaction of it because you're too lazy to turn it around. So let's talk about turnaround. Um, my favorite ways to turn things around on a dime are, first of all, wild rampages of appreciation. And when I say wild rampages of appreciation, I mean like you are the author and the reader of your own story. And for real like an incredible rampage of appreciation, a mystical storytelling of your reality can shift things. It can shift anything, really. And when I say wild rampage of appreciation, I mean go like really general with that. I think one of the biggest mistakes that we make often is trying to shift our perspective at our really sticky bits, at our soft places, like trying to shift and change how we think about the things that are challenging us the most. So when I'm doing a rampage of appreciation, I'm probably not going to rampage the thing that's got me wound down in the first place. I'm going to go really general and talk to myself about this amazing, beautiful day and this amazing, beautiful life and the joy that I am surrounded by with my sweet snoring dogs and my loving family and the crispness of the air outside and the warm coziness of being inside and how I love the comfort of my home and I love the amazing experiences that I have with my friends and my family and the delicious meals that we have to eat and how much I love my bed. Because you know, I'm the girl who's tired all the time, right? Like, I'm going to go really general with the rampage of appreciation, and I'm going to start my day that way. And I'm probably going to repeat that several times during the day because that kind of magical storytelling or narrating your life really does start to create a magical transformation in how you perceive things. It shifts your neural programming. It changes your point of attraction. It certainly increases your dominant vibration. And It can be done at any point. I mean, 10, 15 seconds, maybe a minute or two, it's going to shift things. It will, I promise you. My second one 
for shifting a bad mood on a dime, again, has to do with that narration of my experience, which is labeling everything as my favorite, my favorite place to sit. This is my favorite time of day. This is my favorite person to talk to on the phone. This is my favorite road to go down. This is my favorite Starbucks. This is my favorite meal. This is my favorite shirt. These are my favorite boots, right? Like all of it. Every single thing I come in contact with, I label it as my favorite. And to the best of my ability, I milk the feeling of that. I mean, if there's one vibration that we want to send out into the multiverse that we want to get back, that's a really good one, right? That everything you come in contact with is perfect. It's not just good or great. It's your favorite. And that habit of labeling things in this very delicious and multidimensional way of being your favorite really, really shifts the mood. And I'm going to say, easy to label things that are your favorite as your favorite. It's like next level to label things that you're not digging that much as your favorite. But man, when you do, it changes the energy of everything. I mean, even if you're labeling it as your favorite problem, your favorite challenge, like just when you say that, when you breathe into the energy of calling something your favorite, brings like this smile to your face and it shifts your mood. Number three on my mood shifting list, list, and I've talked about this before, but I think there's something really, really powerful about the energy of blessing. And I'm going to say blessing everyone around you. I mean, again, if you're going to get what you give out in the universe, if you're blessing everyone you come in contact with, you're going to be nurturing sort of I don't know, brewing that energy of blessing in your life in a really, really powerful way. And it feels really, really good. And I mean, I do it in a really simple way. The the thing that I say, and I don't say it out loud, I say it in my head, is may you be blessed and may your wishes come true. And when I'm out about in the world, when I'm talking to people on the phone, when I'm interacting with anybody and I'm working on that process of shifting my mood, I say that to myself in my head to and about everyone I come in contact with. May you be blessed and may your wishes come true. May you be blessed and your wishes come true. May you be blessed and may your wishes come true. I mean, if you're really slumpy, like you're in a really crappy mood, like go for a walk where you're around people and Bless everyone that you come in contact with. It is really challenging to maintain that bad mood, no matter how much you want to milk it, when you're giving out the blessings. I mean, it, it changes things. It changes your brain chemistry, your headspace, and your point of attraction. And wouldn't it be cool to be attracting that kind of blessing and blessed energy back to you? But even if you were only doing it for the mood shift, It's totally worth it. And my fourth and final pick on the mood management sort of tips and tricks list is music. Seriously, music has an impact on your brain like almost nothing else does. I mean, you can dial up 
pretty much any mood with choosing the right music. And we know this, right? We listen to heartbreak songs when we're sad. We listen to, you know, dance music when we're happy. Whatever it is, I mean, you know what it is for you, and it's going to be different for everybody. We all kind of have a different playlist. But, wow, I mean, it is, it's way too simple to ignore the tool of music when you're trying to manage your mood. If you want to be relaxed, relaxing music. If you want to be peaceful, peaceful music. If you want to be happy, happy music. It really is mood on demand. And there's almost no excuse not to use it. There's no excuse to marinate in a bad mood when a playlist or, you know, a whatever. I mean, we've all got music on our computers and our phones and everywhere. It's right there. So you can dial up any mood you want on demand pretty much on the spot by listening to the right music. And like I said, it changes your brain chemistry. It changes your outlook. It changes everything. So I mean, I'm just going to say this tendency, right, that we all have as people, maybe it's just me, I don't know, kind of doubt it, to milk the bad mood. Don't do it because it's not moving you in a direction that you want to go. And make no mistake, it is moving you in a direction. It is. By taking control of your mood, your dominant vibration, you take control of the direction that you are headed in, and that is an incredibly, incredibly powerful thing to be able to do. Magic. Our magic is our thoughts, and our thoughts create our moods, and our moods create our point of attraction, and it is all within your control. So control it. Really, do it. Why not? It is easier than you think if you're willing to, like I said, choose a mood and then commit to maintaining that mood, do the work it takes to hold that mood, it will become a part of you faster than you could possibly imagine. Big love to you. Talk to you next time.